Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode number 217. If you're keeping track at home, I don't freaking know why. It's season five, episode 23. Uh, I'm not even sure why I'm here anymore. My name is Britt. I'm Craig, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone have a free dose of COVID, apparently. I'm just, I, oh, Craig, I am just... You know, it's not unusual late in the year for me to feel some burnout. This isn't even burnout. This is, can I just throw my chair through the window and scream into the void kind of (laughs) angst? Understandable. Week 15 was weird and bad weird. Yeah, that is true. And week 16 isn't looking much better. Better, but before we get into that and my general malaise here, <laughs> let's start where we always start because God knows I could use a beer. Greg, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight I already poured it in the glass, so no sound effect. Um, I have one of the beers you brought me back from Fox Farm. Oh yeah, Brewery. I made a pilgrimage up to Fox Farm this weekend because I was just happy to be driving through the area. Fantastic! If you are in Eastern Connecticut and you are somewhere near Salem, Connecticut. Stop at Fox Farm, order in advance. You literally pull up to the back of a barn. A lady goes, what's the name on the order? You scream your last name, and she brings you beer. You're never within six feet of anybody, and it's like within minutes you have beer in your car. It's awesome. So what, are you, what is it? Uh, so today I picked, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so sorry. So this is the SETI Dusseldorf-style all-beer. Alt-beer? The alt-beer, yeah. Alt-beer. Oh, I, I say alt-beer. But that's probably beer, wrong. Who knows? Probably. Uh, so this is a darker beer. Uh, it's it's like a brown. <clears throat> excuse me. It's like a brown ale. So it's like a you know it's a German style beer. Hence mm-hmm. the, the Dusseldorf, which is in Germany. Uh, so let me see. This is five percent, and they canned this back in October. I'm looking at their website because I don't have the can in front of me. Uh, brewed with a ale yeast, we're growing increasingly fond of and familiar with lagered and lagered for eight weeks. So it's very it's very malty, mm-hmm. uh, and they use the word crisp. How do you feel about the word crisp? Some crisp is for apples. <clears throat> some people don't like the, that word. I don't know why, but that's okay. Not not for a beer. <clears throat> crisp is like an is something I use to describe apples personally. But have, so have you tried it? Is that what you're calling a crisp? Or right. you're, you're <clears throat> I'm just reading their I'm just reading their description. Okay, so give it a try. Let's see what <clears throat> you think. Um, hmm. you know what? That, would you that, describe it as crisp? I would describe this as crisp. I would. <laughs> <clears throat> I would. Oh, interesting. I needed that. <laughs> it's very, you know, it's, it's, you know, the way the style of beer it is. If you don't, if you're not into malt beers, malted yeah. beers, you probably yeah. like it. This reminds me of um, Holiday Ale. Really? So your wife will probably not like this one if she tried it. <laughs> oh, that's great, though, because I think I have one or two of those in my fridge. I think she brought that one, too. I am pouring right now a uh, gift from a coworker. This is from Short Throw Brewing Company. Hmm. It is a double imperial. Um, uh, uh, blah, double IPA. I'm sorry, not a double imperial. Double imperial would be quad. Wow. <laughs> um, a double IPA called Shady When I Strut from Short Throw Brewing. Um so I brought a couple of cans back for, I have a coworker who if I lined up every person I worked with and said, find the coworker that loves beer, you would never guess it's her. Really? She's just like, yeah, she does not come across as like, give me a, give me the strongest double IPA types you would ever meet. Like mm-hmm. she bucks every stereotype you have about an IPA drinker. She's just this very nice, very quiet, very friendly, you know. IPA drinkers are all like hipsters or hardcore beer people or like I remember when beer was only brewed by goats, you know, things like that. <laughs> she's just a, she's just very nice. Well, come to find out that she loves IPA, so I brought her back a couple of things from Fox Farm. She responded by giving me a six pack of craft beer. I brought her two IPAs from Fox Farm, but she brought me a six pack. She's too nice. So this is one nice. of those. I told her I would I would use it on uh I would use it on the podcast. So thank you to Missy. Uh, so this is shady when I strut. This is very dank. Ooh. All right, let's get a nose on it. I mean, like there's just like like black hole. It's like orange juice thickness. It smells like pineapple. Oh, am I getting pineapple off of the nose here? That's a problem. I don't like pineapple. All right, hold Uh-oh, on. We're going here in. Here we go. He's going in. This is the time when I miss doing this, you know, in person. <laughs> oh my God! See, damn it! <laughs> 
I have my hands over my face. My eyes are just like opened. <laughs> Do you remember that meme where the lady put the, the flower on the cat's head and then they did like this cat travels through like some sort of space mind adventure? Oh, yeah. The, the prophecy cat. Yes. Yes. The, the prophecy is true cat. Mm-hmm. That is literally what my face just did. <laughs> oh, my God. It won't go away. <laughs> See? Oh, this my is, God. Oh, this would have been a perfect beer to do in person. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. I'm going to do this live. Oh, God. It just keeps going back. <laughs> I am going to snap a quick picture of my face. <laughs> I will send that to you when we're done. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, my God. It just keeps coming. <laughs> I had one sip. And this thing is burning hoppy up front. Oh, burning hoppy. That's an interesting like adjective. Yeah, I, I don't even... It's not spicy, but like the hops are like there. And then mm. they fade away. And you're like, okay, that's an interesting taste. Oh, but it's back again. And you're just like, I'm back. <laughs> and you're like, okay, okay. Got two good rounds. And I go reach for something else to drink, and it's back. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like this really... Odd taste. It's like a tide. It keeps coming in and then flowing back. And I, I, I think it subsided, but like five times, I felt like my tongue was on fire with hops. I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel about that. So wait, was this like? Uh, well, was your face like the first time you had Road to Ruin? Uh, you know what? I'm sending you the text right now. All right. <clears throat> I'm trying a new beer live. I'll let you tell me because you were there the first time I had Road to Ruin. <laughs> and, yes, I made a face that was, like, bizarre. I don't even know. I'm waiting. He, he's just going to crack uh... up when he sees this. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I'm drinking th- it still. I mean, no, no, no. I don't think that wasn't the face you made with Road to Ruin. So, all right, it's different. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, All right, let's see what the second step is like. Because <clears throat> I'm ready for it now. I know it's coming, right? Yeah, you're prepared. Oh, yeah, Okay. I'm prepared for it now. It's not as bad. Better? <laughs> yeah, but oh my god, I gotta blow my nose. I'm all stuffed up now. This just pushed like everything, every ounce of moisture into my sinuses. Hold on. Okay, wow. Alright, well that's, this podcast is off to a start. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the crap that's going on. So, let's start by wrapping up week 15, and then we're gonna go into the COVID news, and then we'll do a couple of burning hot takes. Um... Let me just put out there, if you are if you didn't play Week 15, maybe you weren't in the playoffs, maybe you took a week off from DFS, let me sum up for you how weird Week 15 was. A typical DraftKings lineup requires around 150 points to cash in a cash game, right? That's been our uh, general experience. Yeah, average, yeah. Sometimes <clears throat> it's 140. There was a week this year where I hit 173 points and failed to cash. No shit, 173 points and a 50-50, and I didn't cash. It happens. I cashed (laughs) across all formats this week with one lineup that scored 122.5 points. That's bananas. (laughs) 122.5 not only won me my double up, not only won me, because I went late this week. I wasn't, you know, I I think I was a little gun-shy because of all the stuff going on with covid mm-hmm. so i did like one double up 150 50 and like three like daily dollar style things single entry cheapo crap right i cashed in every single pool i entered nice now the daily dollar i want a dollar 75 okay whoopty fucking do i get it i hit the cash line in a gpp with 122 points That doesn't happen. I have never cashed in any sort of like GPP style format with less than 170 points. Never. So this was bizarre. Give me your take. Because that's my take on it. I just looked at the numbers of like 122 points. That's not going to cash. And all of a sudden I get a message from DraftKings. Your winning has been to... Uh, winnings has been deposited. I'm like, oh, maybe I hit the 50-50. At least I got like $10 back because I hit the 50-50 or something like that. And I look and I oh, pretty much double my money. I think I, I, yeah. it was very weak betting on my part. I think I bet 50 and I returned 30. I just was not confident. I'm like, all right, I'll put some out there because this is what I do. I'll just toss out five here, five there, and five there, and a day down there. That was it. And I returned like double my money and I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, how? 
Yeah, I did. I went I went light this, this week, too. I only made, like, three lineups. And I had one of those weeks, again, that this happens to me a couple of times a year where I make three lineups. I go into, like, multiple, you know, I put each one in, like, different, you know, a couple in, in different um, tournaments. Not tournaments, but, like, I do multipliers. So Yeah, Craig is a multiplier specialist. There's no question about that. So I had one lineup that got 156 points. That That should win anything. It Based did. on what I'm talking about, it, it like it won me twenty bucks, and if I put it in another lineup, I would have come in and won another hundred. But I used a different lineup, which did not do well at all. <laughs> I, I I apologize. One twenty eight point zero four was my score. One twenty eight. Who in that in that lineup? Who were your two? Who were your like top two performers? Because I'll tell you mine, which I didn't think was going to happen. But let's let's see if we overlap because usually we do. Go ahead. All right, so my top two. Well, I'll give you the whole lineup because you know it's after the fact. All right, so mm-hmm. I put I put two in. Okay, side sidebar, quick sidebar. Hmm. Last week, we said you should look at Tua, look at the Dolphins, look at Parker Jacecki because they're playing the Jets, right? Yep, cheap, and they were cheap. And they Tua were was cheap. only. Hold on, I got it on my screen. Tua was only fifty seven hundred. Right, super cheap, so you can pay up in other spots, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Sunday. I have ESP, ESPN's on the background, right? And they flip, mm-hmm. like, the show I went to, I flipped on, like, I think it may have been on ESPN2. Like, they do a fantasy show before football. And yeah. part of this, and part of that show, they do, like, a DFS thing. Yep. And now, <clears throat> one of the guys, I can't remember his name, he was called, he was talking about Craig Reynolds, right? Okay. And then he said my last name three times by mistake. Which we don't say on the on the podcast, just right. for you people who are out there stalking us, right? So, so you heard like, your name. I was like, "What in up. the hell?" And they're like, "You mean Craig Reynolds?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." And then, I swear to God, within five minutes, the same dude is in front of a different screen, and he's talking about using Tua versus the Jets. What in the hell? <laughs> it starts to feel like the Truman Show, you know? It really does. You know, okay. Uh, okay, Craig sorry. Jones, I mean, Reynolds, Craig Reynolds, <laughs> Craig Jones. I mean, Craig Reynolds would definitely play uh. Tua. And they're like, uh, and like you're looking over your shoulders like somebody should recognize this. And you look down, your cat's staring at you and he looks weird at you. You know, um, all right. All right so, so, anyway. so let's go position by position. So you okay. had Tua. Yep. Had Tua. I had Tua. All right. Running backs. I had Robinson and Foreman. I had Robinson and Mixon. Okay. <clears throat> receivers. Now, two of these two of these three receivers were the big play guys. I had in Debo Samuel. <clears throat> I had in Cooks and Gabriel Davis. All right. So there's where we – all right. I had Gabe Davis, and he was epic, like 7X. Actually, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Doing the math. Yeah, 7X. 25.5 points on $3,700, on $3, 5 for 85 and two touchdowns. Welcome to the Byron Pringle experience. <laughs> with Gabe Davis on this one. And in the in the GPP I was in, he was 22% owned. He was like one of the lowest owned people I had. I had Deon- I had Deontay Johnson. It was Deontay Johnson, um, Deont- uh, Parker, and Davis were my three. See, I had Deontay Johnson in my flex spot. Um, okay, so I've just tipped my flex spot. All right, so who'd you have a tight end? Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you who I had. All right. Let's flip this up. I had James O'Shaughnessy. Oh, I had Jacecki. Okay, so you went heavy on the Dolphins. Uh, two of them, two of them. And then my flex was Devontae Adams. Uh, my flex was Deontay Johnson, and my defense was the Bengals. My defense was the Dolphins. <laughs> but my so two, the two big sco- my two big scorers were Cooks and Davis, thirty-two point two and twenty-five point five. And the pay line in that GPP that I'm talking about was 123. I scored 128, which just, I mean, I, again, is it the, I'm just saying this, that's, that is extraordinarily weird. We're talking about contests with tens of thousands of entries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I scored, I was, I finished 5,000th and I've, I cashed. So we're, and that's a, the top third, maybe top thirty percent. So we're talking about fifteen thousand entries. I was in the top third with a hundred twenty-eight points. That is weird. Yeah. And the top person in that in that one I was in, their lineup scored two hundred and eight point five points, 
Um, let's really quick. The lineup they used was uh, Huntley, Robinson, Carter, who did nothing, uh, Devontae Adams, Cooks, Gage, Andrews, yeah. Davis, and the Cowboys. Russell Gage has been really solid like the last three weeks, and it's a shame because I think he's priced up this week. I'm looking now. Where are you, Gage? Yeah, he's well, he's still 5,900, but well, you know what? He might be a sleeper. 5,900, he's playing Detroit? Oh, can we just have a quick conversation, too, about how suddenly Detroit looks like they're not the worst team on paper? <clears throat> Well, like Detroit's not. way better than Chicago right now. Sorry, Sean. Are is Detroit better than the Seahawks? Maybe. Maybe. You know what? If I'm going to bet that game, it's going to be based on line. It's going to be based on line. Which again, I you know what? So really quick, ten second side because we're the, uh, just just a a, a a spoiler. There's no America's favorite game this week because no game is over fifty points. That's crazy. There are two at 49 and a half, and I decided it wasn't worth it. So we have a few <laughs> extra minutes today. But I was just kind of like, are you got to be freaking kidding me? So I'm watching I'm watching the Washington game last night, mm-hmm. and Philly is just dominating <clears throat> in the first half. Just like they, they gave up, what, 10 points? And all of a sudden, the, the momentum just shifted. They were dominating. And then Washington starts driving downfield. So I open the FanDuel app. <laughs> okay. And I see the updated line is like plus 10 and a half to Washington. It was eight and a half at game time. It's now plus 10 and a half. And they're like, they're just getting down to the red zone. I went, commit $4, done. (laughs) I'm like, there's no way Washington's going to let this get out of control. They end up losing by 10 and by 10 and a half, I win and I cover. But I was just like, oh my God, Cinch told us two weeks ago. He was like, I really think in-game action is where it's at. Because teams get off to bad starts or weather concerns, et cetera, et cetera. You know, sometimes the line shifts just that extra point or two. And fuck, if he wasn't right last night, eight and a half loses, ten and a half cashed. Yeah. Actually, no, I took it. I did a crazy bet that the uh, um, the Seahawks, like, next possession would end in a punt. And it did. <laughs> what was the payoff on that? Like, what, what was it, plus 440? Uh, let me check. Oh, hold on. I know you sent this to me. I just don't remember. I but did. I mean, like, that's, <laughs> that's like a couple weeks ago, the first score of the game. I can't remember what, what Chief game it was. It was one of the ones that they ran away with like immediately. But the first touchdown of the game was scored by the defense, and that was like plus 2,100 for the Chief defense to score the first touchdown of the game. And I'm just like, oh, my God, the times I wish I had just thrown 10 bucks at it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Those kinds of moments. So, All right. While Craig is looking that up, let's update the NFL COVID tracker. Oh, it's plus one thirty-one. That's it. I feel that's like that it. should be at least plus two. That's not. You. That's bold. Then. Well, Seattle sucks. Maybe it's not yeah. that bold, but it was a good bet. <laughs> it was a good bet either way. All right, COVID let's start news. off the. Let's start off the COVID carousel. Everyone has it in the NFL. Apparently, I, I don't even want to. I, I mean, I'm sitting here right now waiting on the results of my latest COVID test from this morning. I'm sitting here because I want to go see my family this weekend for Christmas, and I didn't feel good about doing it until I had a COVID test. So I'm sitting here. So if you hear me scream with the light halfway through this uh, this particular episode, that's why. All right, COVID, COVID players in the protocols. Just a reminder, this is as of 7 p.m. On the uh, 22nd of December. Correct. Well, it's only 6.58 right now, so as of 6.58, but essentially it's updated for 7 p.m. Uh, and this is all coming from Sporting News. All right, so we're just going to do offensive players uh, and teams that have a ton of people. Cardinals center, we're not going to worry about it. Three defensive players in the Falcons. The Baltimore Ravens have nine. And again, these are not people confirmed with COVID. They're in the protocol, which means they may have had a close contact. They may need negative tests to resume. Whatever. These are folks in the protocol. Uh, Ravens, Sammy Watkins, Jalen Moore, Nate McCrary, and Benjamin Victor. On the Bills' side, five players, most notably Cole Beasley. Don't get me started on that. I am (laughs) done with Cole Beasley. Carolina Panthers have three, including McCaffrey and Matt Barkley. Chicago Bears are up to 15. 15. Including Andy Dalton, Isaiah Coulter, uh, Jesse James, great football name, Ryan Nall, Allen Robinson is currently in the protocol. So... 
Bengals only have two, and they're both on the defensive side of the ball. So if you thought it was bad with 15, here come the Cleveland Browns, who have 21 players plus their head coach currently in protocols. Their head coaches in protocols, as I mentioned, Kareem Hunt, Case Keenum, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, uh, and JoJo Natson and Ross Travis. The Cowboys have two players in protocol, and they're both on the defensive side of the ball. So whoever the Cowboys are playing this week, you might want to just say him. Denver, Mike Boone, who I still forget plays sometimes, and wide receiver Seth Williams, who I don't know. The Detroit Lions have 11, including Quintess Cephas. Jared Goff is in the protocol right now, folks. Pay attention to that. Packers only have one player, and his name is not Aaron Rodgers. Houston Texans have 14 people in, and they're either all linemen or on the defensive side of the ball, except for Jalen Samuel. Colts have one player. The Chiefs have a minor outbreak. They have 11 players in the protocol, and that's a problem because the names of those players are Chris Jones and Charvarius Ward and Willie Gay. They're three of their five big defensive players. On the offensive side of the ball, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Butker, Garrick Dieter, who I thought we'd released, Josh Gordon, Tyreek Hill, and Blake Bell. Our wide receiver core right now is literally, please forgive me for saying this, Byron Pringle and Nicole Hardman. As of right now. <laughs> that is where we are right now in 2021. That right now, the Chiefs' starting lineup will include two wide receivers, and one of them will be Byron Pringle. Start him in all formats. Uh, <laughs> Vegas Raiders have two players, both on the defensive side of the ball. The Chargers have nine players, all on the defensive side of the ball or on the line, except for Andre Roberts. The big problem is that most of those guys on the defensive side, including Joey Bosa, are good. Well, if you thought it was bad before, for the second straight week, the L.A. Rams walk through the door and announce boldly, hold my beer. <laughs> Their entire defense is essentially on this list. Uh, in addition, tight end Johnny Munt. Uh, Von Miller is on the list. Jake Funk, the running back. Tyler Higby has still not cleared. And Jared Pickney. So I just listed like four players, right? They have 25 guys on the list. They have more guys in the secondary than I've ever seen before. Secondary players, Jalen Ramsey, Terrell Burgess, Juju Hughes, Jordan Fuller, Antoine Brooks, Jake Gervais, Kareem Orr, Grant Haley, Tyler Hall, all on the list. The Dolphins, four <laughs> players, only two are running backs right now. Oh, and good. one of them is Philip Lindsay. Jalen Waddle is also on the list. Minnesota Vikings still have seven on the list. Alexander Madison, D.D. Westbrook, Dan Chisna, A.J. Rose, and Tristan Jackson. Patriots have seven. No one of severe notice. J.J. Taylor, who I didn't know was still in the league. Good for him. Dalton Keene, Kendrick Bourne lead that list. The New Orleans Saints have one person on the list, and it's their head coach. Yes, that was a dramatic pause. The only person on the list for the Saints is their coach. The Giants still have 12 players. Kadarius Toney and John Ross finally caught something, and it was COVID. Uh, Daniel Jones is still on the list, which isn't a shock because they have no, they're they're, they're shutting him down anyway. Yeah, well, at least he has a neck injury more so. Yeah, they're just not going to risk it. There's no reason to. And Sterling Shepard. The Jets have listed nine players. We found out earlier today that that list is now up to, when Craig and I last spoke earlier today, it was 15. It is now to 17 players. I don't have the updated list because I'm looking at nine names in front of me, and the head coach is not on here, and the head coach was one of them. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles have two players. Steelers have two players. Seahawks have seven, including Alex Collins, Tyler Lockett. Uh, That's pretty much it. The Bucks, as of this list, have only one, which is Brashard Perryman. But get, given the fact that they've lost ev- the rest of their receiving core, except Antonio Brown, to injury in the last week, that's significant. Titans have five players, including A.J. Brown and Des Fitzpatrick. Washington walks through the door and goes, You guys were impressed with L.A.? Get ready for us. We've got 14. Wait, what? They had 25? Well, we still got 14. Uh, the big name on that one is Kyle Allen. He's really the only big name on this list. Oh, my God. I feel like I just read an inactive report on a Sunday, and it's only a Wednesday night. Craig, at what point does the NFL have to start considering canceling games here? Um, well, it came out today that <clears throat> they were considering canceling games last week. 
Uh, I they, think they chose to go on with it. There's, I'm trying to find it because you know the internet is stupid. There was a quote from uh, Steve Young who. I'm going to paraphrase what he said because I can't. Sure. It's not in front of me. But basically he says the NFL is operating like on its own. Like it makes up its own rules essentially as we all know that. And, you know, there's a whole concern about players getting paid. And then there's other people saying that the NFL is allowing asymptomatic players to play. That's why they're letting games happen. So it's just really a giant mess. I think I found, I think I found your young quote. <clears throat> okay, this good. This Saturday. Saturday, he said they're going to try and figure out a way to make that make sure that asymptomatic players can play, and this is their solution. And people can argue and curse and do everything they want about it, but the fact is the NFL has been amazing in getting people on the field and playing football throughout the pandemic. Does that sound about what you were looking at? Uh, that was what I was looking at, pretty much. Okay, Steve Young's wrong. I'm just going to say that right now. Steve Young is absolutely wrong. I, uh, I said this last week. <laughs> The NFLPA stepping up to point at a burning house and say, we wanted fire detectors. It got weirder because afterwards the NFL said, okay, we're going to revise our strategy. Anybody who's vaccinated wants to opt out of the, the scheduled training, uh, scheduled training, scheduled testing can just have to opt out with us. And 0.0 players opted out in the first 48 hours. Yep. So, the building's on fire, and the NFL is going, oh, my God, how could this happen? The NFLPA shows up and goes, we told them to put in fire detectors. No one listened to us. And then the NFL players, a.k.a. the residents of the burning building, went, we didn't want those freaking things anyway. But if you're going to take them away, we're going to have a problem with it. We just don't want to change the batteries in them. <laughs> okay. All of you, all of you have fucked this up. The NFL has done nothing but just do everything. The NFL has done. So Steve Young is right in one respect. They've done everything to play these games. But is that really the right thing to do? And that's the question I ask. <clears throat> the NFL PA can honestly can go fuck itself. I'm a half a beer in and it's a, it's a double. I got another one in the bag. It's happy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just it just punches you in the face. It punches you in the tongue. There's your title. And um, <laughs> bottom line is the NFL has done everything it can to keep the product in the field, even if it wasn't the best idea. The NFLPA has done nothing to police its own members. No, I don't and think it really ever time, has. No, it hasn't. It really hasn't. And when the players stood up and when the NFLPA stands up and goes, our players don't agree with this and this is what they want. They stood up and went, actually, we've been agreeing with this the whole time, and the NFL's right on this. We, who do you work for again? It's it's bad on all sides. The solution is clear. And Craig actually sent it to us in a text earlier today. The solution is clear. You cancel the rain, remainder of the regular season, you take three weeks off, and you go straight to the playoffs. More importantly... That does not invalidate the bets that I made saying the Chiefs and Bengals were going to win their divisions. That is true. And FanDuel needs to pee me. FanDuel <laughs> needs to pay me now. The NFL needs to cancel its games, declare divisional winners, and FanDuel owes me several hundred dollars right now. Yeah, they want they want you to go away. So why don't you just um, you know cash out and uh... the buyout every week goes up. Even the even the Bengals one is positive now. For yeah. the longest time, it was a $10 bet on the Bengals. And they were like, eh, we'll give you $8 to go away. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> if I wanted $8 to go away, I would have lit $2, two single bills on fire and watched them burn and still walked away with $8. I gave you $10 because I want to win 43 not to watch money burn. This week, they came back and went, eh, you know, if we gave you, like, I don't know, fourteen sixty, <laughs> would you go away? And I went, No. <laughs> I don't want to see you burn $4.60. I want to see me win $43 because I was smart enough to see that the Bengals could recover. And you were not smart enough to put decent odds on it. It is not my responsibility <laughs> that you made the Bengals plus 330 to win a division because Baltimore had a hot start. Yeah, that's what happened. And Lamar hasn't practiced yet this week. Lamar is not going to play this week. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm all fired. Okay. 
So that was my burning hot take is, Craig, what the hell are we going to do? We kind of just answered that. Craig, what's your what's your burning hot take? We are way behind this. We, uh, I just, it's okay because I just whatever. checked on I just checked on mine. Um, so because well, okay, all right. So I'm a Bengals fan. I put this in, in the beginning of the year, or maybe like what was the three. odds? Wait, wait, before you tell them, we got, got to yeah. tell them the odds. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember what I right now. They're plus three thirty, but it was more than that when I placed the bet. <laughs> it can't be unless you Is selected it? sliding odds. Why would you Did select I? sliding odds there? You wouldn't have. No, I didn't. Okay, so it was plus three thirty-three. Anyway, yeah, I bet twenty bucks. Why not? Because I'm yeah. a Bengals fan. All right, whatever. Um, so the payout would be eighty-six dollars. All right. They want to pay uh, me. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm gonna go fifty-five. For me to leave? For me to go away? Yeah, fifty-five dollars for you to go away. Uh, they want to give me thirty-one forty-six to go away. Fuck no. <laughs> How much did you bet? Twenty. Twenty. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Listen, take it from a person who played deal or no deal. I was not on TV. Long story short, I was on my honeymoon cruise and my ticket got drawn and I played deal or no deal. They picked the wrong motherfucker <laughs> because I was up there doing the odds in my head the entire time. After those first seven cases, Okay, the, there's seven prizes above me and seven prizes below me. Those seven prizes add out to $125. Seven prizes below me add out or average out to like $1.75. So we got to see something that's closer to like $100 before I cash out. Your offer is $67.50. No. <laughs> I accepted the offer like near the end when I did the math. And I'm like, all right, I'm right in the middle. A good offer is $125. And the offer came at like $124.50. Okay. I cashed out, but I played those odds. I wish nice. I had more time to tell that story because that's a funny story where my my wife wanted to kill me on our own honeymoon. <laughs> Mainly because the game show host, the short version of it, the game show host looked at me and went, who's that lady sitting with you? And I was like, oh, that's my wife. We're on our honeymoon. And he turned and pointed at her in a crowded theater, maybe 200 people, and screamed, honeymooners! <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, kill me now. She is not a person who likes to be publicly recognized. It was it was it was pretty funny. Oh, right now, um, the Bengals to win the division is uh, let me know. damn it, stupid plus two ten. Uh, it is. Um, do... I'd guess about two ten. Bengals win the division plus one thirty five. Yeah. So there you go. You know you haven't <laughs> taken sliding odds because otherwise your odds would have would have yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> come down. Yep. Now, if the Bengals win, we're visionaries. If the Bengals don't win, well, then I'm out 10 bucks and Craig's out 20 And let yeah. me ask you, did you use bonus funds? Um, For this one, I don't know if I did. Because I did. Oh, nice. Because I am literally out $0 if the Bengals don't win a division. <laughs> nice. FanDuel said, here's $10. Bet it on something crazy. I went, all right, Bengals to win a division. Boom. And they went, thank you for your $10 back. All right. It's your money. Done. <laughs> I think I've told this story before. I'll tell it really quick. I had an epic dice roll at a craps table probably about five or six years ago. I don't know. I didn't do anything special, but I held the dice for over 35 minutes. If you've ever played craps. Wow. Yeah. You know that's unusual. About three rolls in, a little old lady came up and sat, stood next to me, and she had a bus voucher <laughs> for one free $5 bet. <clears throat> And nice. she says to the dealer, how does this work? And he goes, well, you put it on the pass, and if he rolls the mark before he rolls a seven, then you win. And she went, okay, and she put the money down. I set the mark, and she looked at me and went, don't roll a seven, dearie. And she smiled at me, and I hit the mark. Oh, nice. That was nice of you. And they took the $5 <laughs> voucher away, and they put $10 in chips there. So she took $5 of the chips away. And she left the $5 that was, uh, uh, you know, essentially in the voucher there. And I rolled a seven. And she went, oh, that's too bad. And the dealer goes, no, no, no. If there's no mark set, seven's good. And paid her again. <laughs> and so she's like, so wait a minute. If you need to roll a certain number, I want you to roll that number. But if there's no number set, I want you to roll a seven. And I said, yes. 30 minutes later, she had over $100 in front of her in chips. <laughs> How nice of you. And she was like smoking a cigar and ordering a <laughs> scotch and sitting there going, roll them bones, sweetie. 
She walked away with almost, I think, $150 when we were done. I walked away. I don't even say what I walked away with. But it was just kind of like one of those <clears> epic <throat> moments. That's what it feels like when FanDuel just gives you these, like, $50 bonuses. Yeah. That's it. I didn't deposit. This wasn't a deposit bonus. They said, open an account and we'll give you 50 bucks. I went, okay. <laughs> and I put 10 bucks on the Bengals. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's go on to the uh, – did, 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 I don't even know. Did I even give you a chance to ask a question? Um, well, I got one really quick. Go ahead. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm dominating today because I'm all over the place. It's, Go it's, on. It's fine. I love it. Um, so it's good theater. <laughs> so really, really quick. We all we all agree. The Colts. In order for the Colts to win, they cannot rely on Carson Wentz's arm. Absolutely, hundred percent true. What did What did we say last week? I think his his number was thirty. He cannot go. If he throws more than thirty five times, they lose. Yep. And they want to keep him under thirty. How many passes did he throw? Uh, this past week? I don't know. Let me see. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Doing it live. Coltriots, Pates. Coltriots, Pates. Holy shit. I'm cut off. <laughs> this is like double ruffled all over again. <laughs> that, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you take that back. Uh, Carson went through the ball 12 times. See, and they won. <laughs> How many passes out of 12 do you think he completed? Eight. Five. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> one um, touchdown, one interception, a quarterback rating of 36.7. Oh, well, it's still better than Cam Newton. Not as good as Mac Jones, though. Mac Jones was a rating of 53.4. He threw the ball 45 times. <laughs> but that's exactly what we said. We, What we said is they're not going to be able to run on the Patriots. That's where I was wrong, right? Because they were yep. able to run on the Patriots. Jonathan Taylor averaged almost six yards a carry. I was wrong about that. Because I was wrong about that assumption, I was wrong that Carson Wentz was going to have to throw. But we were correct when we said, if Carson Wentz doesn't have to throw, the Colts can win. That's where we were right. Go yeah. on. Oh, well. So, anyway, he, uh, Frank Reich said that the Colts will sometimes need Carson Wentz to be the star of the game to win it all. Oh, God. Is, was Frank Reich drunk or high when he said this quote? Because I don't no, think that's going to happen. He's trying to build up his quarterback. There's no question he's trying to build up his quarterback there. He's sitting there and he's acknowledging that they got away from the Patriots on the legs of the running back, and the running backs are the stars. Listen, the leading receiver for Indianapolis was Zach Paschal. He had one for 23, and he was a leading receiver. Wow. There were, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, six Patriots with more yards receiving than Zach Pascal. Really? Nelson <laughs> Nelson Aguilar caught He's, four for 34. He still plays? <laughs> I thought he was dead. He <laughs> caught more passes and more yardage than Zach Pascal. Jonu Smith caught the same number of passes as the leading receiver for the, the, the Colts. No Colt caught more than one pass. Wow. Just, just, just so... Yes, I, I think that's that's right. Just trying to butter up his quarterback and just being that's, like, you know what? <clears throat> yeah. Some nights you're going to need to be the man. Tonight you didn't need to be the man, and we're not going to worry about it. They're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor, and they're going to try and spin this into, well, if Jonathan Taylor wasn't amazing, you guys would be screwed. This is my way of covering you. That's my take. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think Carson Wentz has become the next, um, the next Flacco and become a game manager, which you know. Some teams, you know, depending on their office, they need that, which is perfectly fine. But you play what you're <clears throat> built around. Right. This team is not built around Carson Wentz. It's not. That's. Just, I mean, that's just it, all there is to it. No, it's not. Like, there's, you know, there's teams like, um, you know, like Drew Brees and was on the Saints, for example. You know, we, we should institute the Steve DeBerg Award for <laughs> oh quarterbacks my, oh my who are just not really good. <laughs> but they're on teams that run really strong and therefore look good. And I think this year Carson Wentz would be a leading candidate. You know what? I think you're I think you're right. You could also <laughs> call it the Trent Dilfer Award because he actually won a Super Bowl being a game manager. That is also but, true. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right, let's move on. No America's favorite game this week because there are no over-unders over 50. Let's go straight into the metric, which I uploaded like a half hour before we broadcast. So 
I haven't even read it. I'm going to be honest. I ran the numbers. I went, here's my quarterback numbers. Plug them in. Do the calculations. Next sheet. Running backs. Here's my calculations. Here's their salary numbers. Next sheet. So this is all going to happen live tonight. <laughs> Have you looked at it at all? I mean, literally, I uploaded it to the drive 10 minutes um, before we started. I looked at it a bef- little bit before we started. Okay, like, so you right probably around actually the, right have around the more same time. exposure. <laughs> yeah. You probably actually have more exposure to it than I do. All right, so let's look at it. Quarterback. I'm just going to go with the top name on the list. Top name on the list is Joe Burrow. Salary 5,900 against Baltimore. I've got him for 18, almost 19 points. That's a .3 on the metric scale. I can see it. If I want to go value, Justin Fields is the second name down. No. I'm going to use Joe Burrow. Craig, what do you got? Um, yeah, I would stick with Joe Burrow. I think their their offense is finally clicking. They're clicking. Their biggest problem is their coaching staff really needs to get it together before the middle of the second quarter. They start off very slowly. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Baltimore is they're broken right now. Agreed. They're very broken. They also need to stop going for two point conversions. And I know Harbaugh asked his team what they thought, and they said to go for it, which is fine and great, but they're only two for eight on two-point conversions, so they should stop. Do not ever ask your team what you should do as a manager or coach. (laughs) So they go for two there for, what, the second time in two weeks? Uh, Yeah, and everyone on the offense, Hundley and Andrews, are like, yeah, let's do it. And Grady Little, somewhere in Florida in a retirement home, felt a disturbance in the force. (laughs) And if you don't know what I'm talking about, before the Red Sox won their first World Series in over 100 years, Grady Little famously said to Pedro Martinez, I'm taking you out. And Pedro went, no, let me pitch the eighth. And they lost. <laughs> D- that, that, don't listen to your players. Your play- you are paid to make these decisions because players can't be trusted to. When was the last time any sport had a player manager? I'd have to think about it. It was probably baseball, if anything. I My memory goes to Pete Rose in the 80s. Yeah. And you know why? <laughs> because you cannot trust players to make decisions about gameplay. It's that simple, guys. You cannot trust them. So, yeah, I'm... I think Harbaugh is worried about his job, and he shouldn't be. But, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow's my go-to this week. Joe Burrow's go-to. And if you want to pay up, I would probably go with Stafford if they don't have COVID. So there's the other part of it. I was just going to go there. If Take all of this with a grain of salt. I understand there's not a lot of time to make decisions between when you hear this and the start of games. But listen, COVID has changed all of this. Last week, Craig and I talked about players, and literally within eight hours of the end of the recording – Two of the guys we talked about were on the COVID list. Yep. Don't. It changes rapidly. Use our recommendations right now as a guideline because they'll be different tomorrow. All right, let's go to running backs. Oh, shocking. The metric wants me to use Jonathan Taylor. India at Arizona. Ooh, that's an intriguing game. The uh, the, uh, metric also likes James Robinson, even though he didn't practice today. You know who I really like? I'm scared Ooh. to say this. Uh-oh. I really like David <clears throat> Montgomery against Seattle. He's I mean, only 5,700. 5,700, and David Montgomery is the only thing on that team that makes sense. 10-second sidebar. Did you watch any of the Chicago game? Uh, No, but I heard it's it, it wasn't good, and there are some people who would rather watch paint dry. I watched parts <laughs> of it. Sorry, Mike Sean. Nagy looks... Mike Nagy looks like a guy desperate to keep his job. And he's decided this team's performance isn't going to save my job, so I'm going to be theatrical. I saw him spike the replay flag, like in a replay. And he got a flag for it. Did he? Yep, he got penalized. I don't know if that was for that play, but at one point he got penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct. And the feeling I got was he was trying to say to the owner, see, I care. And the problem is the owner doesn't care that you care. Yeah, he should have called them like a, a bitch or something like other people. He probably did. <laughs> he probably did. No judgment here. 
I also like Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna be able to stop the Chiefs run game. So I'm looking at Montgomery and Hilaire myself. What do you like at running back? Uh, I kind of like Robinson against the Jets because the Jets also have COVID. Their coach has COVID. If he's healthy, that knee's still bothering there, him. There is that. Um, pay attention. Watch the practice now, here's, report. here's the COVID thing. Here's the COVID plays because these could be, and I don't understand. Oh, wait. I'm looking at the wrong cell. There we go. These two guys, if they're both of these guys are backups, but both of the people that they back up are having issues right now. Okay. One possibly with COVID and the other one being broken. Justin Jackson is forty two hundred dollars and he's playing Houston. And then Eckler's not gonna play this week. I and don't Eckler think so. is right now he's on the COVID list. So At here's Houston. here's the weird here's the weird thing with the COVID list. You could be on the COVID list, come off the COVID list on hypothetically let's say you're playing Sunday. You're on the COVID list on Friday. You come off the COVID list yeah. on Saturday. Yep. You don't necessarily like the team doesn't necessarily activate you on Sunday for you to play. So make sure yep. you pay attention to that stuff. But they would for Eckler. They, they would. Eckler is that level of talent. His familiarity is there. But to your point, what if he doesn't come off the list? Um, you know, Daryl Henderson didn't come off the list for over a week, and we thought that was going to happen. And all of a sudden, Sony Michelle is taking away that job, in my opinion. So I think you're right. Justin Jackson is one to watch. Who's the other one? Uh, the other one would be uh, here. You go, Sean. This will make you feel better. <clears throat> is Ronald Jones the second? Oh sweet Jesus! Well, that's <laughs> he's playing. Fournette's got. Yeah. He's playing Carolina. That's not COVID. That's not COVID. That's not Fournette COVID. is just broken. Like <sighs> I'm taking himself. my glasses off. <laughs> uh oh, he's rubbing his eyes. Probably. I am. I am absolutely <laughs> rubbing my eyes. <laughs> I don't have a problem with a a admitting our contributor, Sean, is right. I have a problem with admitting he's right in circumstances like this. <laughs> all year, all preseason, all we heard from our contributors was Mike Davis this and that from Cinch <laughs> and Ronald Jones this and that from Sean to the point where I, I'm, I'm more sick of the two of them than I am of COVID. And... Now, Leonard Fournette goes down, and all of a sudden, here comes the prophecy to be fulfilled. <laughs> here comes a prophecy, cat. <laughs> and Sean's going to don a Gandalf outfit and scream at us at our next gathering that you shall not pass because Ronald Jones is going to have a fantastic end of the season. And if you think I'm crazy for saying that, in our home league, the cinch exhausted his entire budget. On F on um on uh free agency yesterday to get Ronald Jones <laughs> in the playoffs against me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna beat him. I'm having deja vu because this is exactly what happened last year. I had a terrible game to back into the playoffs. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I backed into the playoffs and then I scored 200 points against Cinch, and he was <clears throat> pissed. My God, because wait, that means you know what that means that the What's Super Bowl that? could be Sturgis too. In the same year. <laughs> I, there's a 75% chance. Uh, well, yeah. There's a 50% chance that our Super Bowl in our home league will be contributors. Because three of the four, can, three of us are in this playoff. If you beat your cousin, your, your nephew, sorry, your nephew. If you beat your nephew, you're we're going to have a Fig Nuts final. We are. Because it's either me or Cinch in our division. Yep. I, oh, right. my God. Craziness. I don't even want to. I don't even – we would have to live cast <laughs> that Monday night. You and I – if it was you and I, we would have to live cast on Twitch that, that Monday night game. We would just have to do it. So, all right, we are so far out of time. We haven't even gotten to the picks yet. Wide receivers, really quick. Pay up for Cooper Cup. Why? Because it's Minnesota, and Minnesota couldn't guard a donut house right now. <laughs> and Antonio Brown at 4,900 is really strong. Why? Because there's nobody else there. So I'm using Cup and Brown and Devontae Parker because I'm still believing in that. Craig, what do you like at wide receiver? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> damn, beer. Um, so I've always been a Cooper Cup fan. He's having an outstanding year. Shocking. I would definitely, I would definitely pay up for him. Uh, you know, you can look at Russell Gage. He's playing Detroit, but you know, Detroit's defense isn't that good. It's just that he's cheap. And I think he said his ceiling too. He's been good, but I, think I would. He said his and I would say now, I would say if Goff is playing. You could take a look at St. Brown because he's $5,600. Their backup is, uh, his name is Boyle. I don't know how he's going to be. 
really have no idea, but we'll see. And then Gabriel Davis, he's playing New England. And the thing with Gabriel Davis is, is that Beasley's out. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know what is up with Diggs this year. I Fantasy-wise, like I wish I didn't draft him because right now he's been on my bench the last three weeks. Uh, so I would take a look at Gabriel Davis <clears throat> for especially because he's 4700 So Three quick things about why I'm not going to touch um, Russell Gage this week. Number one, the run game is what has killed Detroit this week, this, this year. If you can run, you can beat Detroit. Arizona couldn't run. They were relying on the pass. They didn't win. Number two, the playoffs are still in play for Atlanta. Atlanta smells an easy opportunity, but they also just watched Arizona lose. They're not going to screw this up. Number three, Goff's in the protocol. He may not play. If Goff plays, my house is on Atlanta. Because it's it's just it's going to be very one sided. Just just keep that in mind. Craig's not wrong. Gage has been fantastic. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with it. Tight ends really quick. I'm going Cole Komet. Chicago at Seattle. We're going to find out which one is worse. Either way, I think the tight ends are going to feast. He's only 3,300. I'm going there. If I can't afford 3,300, I'm going CJ Uzoma. I just love what Cincinnati is doing. I'm going with one of those two guys pretty much across the board. Craig, who do you like? Uh, I do like Uzoma for being on the cheaper end of tight ends. Uh, he is pretty consistent. And my other one, because and now I know I'm like kind of going against myself here, but with Hundley playing in Baltimore, he's using Mark Andrews as a safety net a lot. And right now, if he stays healthy, Mark Andrews is the best tight end. But the only problem is if you do that, you are paying $7,000 for a tight end, which we never normally say to do. Yeah. Um, so if you can afford it, go ahead and do it. But uh, if you want like someone like in, in a mid range, uh, I do like uh, Goddard playing the Giants at forty nine hundred. Yeah, agreed. Defenses, pick one. Pick one you can afford. <laughs> Honestly, if I if I if money's not an object, it's Miami for me. Miami at New Orleans is really strong to me. But honestly, I'm looking at probably going with the Green Bay because they're cheaper by 300. Eh, just use one. Yeah, <clears throat> I like Green Bay, and I do like the Chargers playing the Texans because they're 2,400. I received a text from my wife. My wife has gotten her COVID test back, and it was negative. Hooray! Well, that's great, except mine's still pending. God damn it! <laughs> What is this bullshit that she gets primary treatment? That's because she works for a hospital and you don't. That's absolutely (laughs) true. That's that's (laughs) Shut up, Craig. (laughs) You're not helping. Oh, man. All right, I'm I'm logging into mine to see if I have a chest result. Uh If I don't, I'm going to throw a chair. Chairs getting thrown. Uh Chairs in the air, folks. (laughs) Chairs in the air. All right, let's move on to picks really quick. We're going to go over a little bit today, guys, just by a few minutes. Um picks craig let's start with you i want to hear what your pick is hold on i gotta open the app again because it logs you out i threw him under the bus there folks damn it normally i go on for like eight minutes about picks and sometimes a source told me <laughs> and this time i was just like craig go and craig's like oh damn it I, Didn't I, have uh, it. Yeah, well you know the the, the percentages <laughs> of people playing so <laughs> Sorry, oh, sorry. I, wow. We don't, re- <laughs> folks. We don't rehearse this. Every week, it's like I'm we like don't. Craig. We're gonna talk about this, 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 and this. And Craig's like, okay, and we just go. There's no um, talk about well, you're gonna go first or you're gonna throw no. it to me. There's that discussion doesn't, doesn't happen really in this podcast. We're just really free flowing. Uh, I do. All right, and I, you know this is this is for Sean. For me, oh no, for me. The Bears getting six and a half against the Seahawks. Both of these teams are terrible. I'm going to take That's the fa- I'm going to take the favorite in that game, and I do like the uh, under of the Browns Packers game because the Browns are not going to win that game. Like, could the Packers score 45 points by themselves? Probably, but I don't think the oh, Browns my are going to. Phone really do is anything. not cooperating here. Come on, phone. One of those episodes, I look back and I'm like, man, I shouldn't have the second beer. <laughs> All right, so wait a minute. You're taking you're taking the 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 Bears. 
Bears getting six and a half. I'll take the Bears. The Bears are getting six and a half against Seattle? Yeah. And they're both oh, terrible. Okay. <laughs> that I can't The argue. game is going to end like 12 to 7. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, so you're advocating the under. I am. I would take the under in that game as well. So I'm going to use this moment to, to reveal to Craig uh, a fact that I have not revealed before because I'm two beers in. Um, did I mention to you that about, oh, I don't know, two weeks ago I put a dollar on the Bengals to make the AFC championship? No. Well, I did. FanDuel just offered me $2 to go away. <laughs> and uh, seeing as they gave me plus 2100 and that $1 would pay 22 I think I'm just going to let it ride. Just let it go. Why not? Oh, my God. All right, so I, I'm looking here. Hold on. Uh, I haven't really looked a lot at the lines. Hmm. Looking, looking, looking. Colts plus one and a half against the Cardinals. Not terrible. Not bad. Hmm. Looking, looking, looking. I like Bengals minus three against the Ravens. Oh, Lions plus six. <laughs> Atlanta has too much to play for. I don't want to touch that game. Oh, there it is. Well, no, because everyone's in the COVID protocol at the Jets. Jets are only minus one. Oh, my God. There it is. Oh, my God. What? Rams are only minus three against the Vikings? Really? <clears throat> are you looking and at the over- FanDuel or DraftKings? FanDuel. And the over-under is 49 and a half? Uh, I'll take minus three and the over, please. And it's plus 286 if I do. There it is. There's my pick. I'm taking the Rams minus three and the over. Now, the, the source did email me. Did I, I had dinner with the source on Friday, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I arrived at the restaurant 30 minutes early, and I checked in under the assumed name of John Smith that he gave me to use. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he told me to identify myself as Mrs. Esterhouse, and I did. <laughs> um, so I walked in, I identified it, I sat down at the table, Uh, A moment after I sat down at the table, a man in sunglasses on the other side of the room got up, walked over to me, asked me several questions, uh, then pushed a button to his ear and said a code word. I think it was Mysterium. And uh, a moment later, the uh, source walked in and sat across from me. Oh, wow. It was it was surreal. I'm not going to lie. It was it was a little surreal. Felt like something out of The Godfather. (laughs) But, um, you know, he did. And uh, I, I, I talked to him today, and he said to me that uh, he does not like any particular pick because of COVID. Oh. He's very unhappy that COVID has affected his picks. And this is probably because he had his first bad pick last week. He fi- finally lost a game. But he said if, if COVID doesn't factor in, he likes Miami plus three against New Orleans. I kind of like that, too. I don't think Miami's a slouch. Hmm. Miami's played well. Miami plus three might not be a bad bet. I, you know, I'm gonna look at that too. Ooh, can I parlay LA minus three plus Miami with Miami plus three? I might do that. I might. I don't know. But you know what else you should do? You should go online and leave us a review. And I'm jumping ahead because I totally forgot we haven't done final thoughts because we are so over time. <laughs> but let me just remind you to leave us a review wherever you leave it to us, and then I'll go back to the actual schedule. And say, Craig, we're out of time. <laughs> Fair enough. <sighs> Two beers. What the hell was his second beer? I don't know. What was it? <laughs> oh, God, it was Crucial Mass. Oh, that explains. I had two 8% beers in the last hour. That explains a lot. Oh, my God. Okay. Craig, final thought, please. Final thoughts. Um, thank you again for another year of following and listening. I uh, hope everyone yeah, has a... Safe as safe as you can, and happy holiday. And you know what? Just do do what you're comfortable with. You know, if people are getting together and you don't feel comfortable, then you know what? Don't go. And then you know, just screw them, whatever they say. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I had an argument today with a guy who told me I was a sheeple because I choose to wear a mask in indoor public places and I'm trying to avoid large gatherings. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I finally hit my hit my limit with an anti-vaxxer, and I told him, I'll enjoy your funeral. Wow. <clears throat> Just going to say it. <laughs> Just going to say it, folks. It, 
I'm not telling you you got to get vaccinated or get tests or do the things that everybody else is doing. But when you come at me because I am, and you're a sheeple because you don't be- I enjoy. I'll, I'll enjoy your funeral. And I'm that's just, really rude and really nasty, but that's just where we are right now because I'm so tired of hearing about it. <laughs> it's like it's like the guys who are like, I don't need your fucking seatbelt. I think I drive fine. Great. You are taking a massive risk, and it's not a risk that affects you. It affects everybody else. So why not just put the goddamn seatbelt on? Yeah, having a seatbelt doesn't really necessarily mean you can drive 125 miles an hour. <laughs> and that's the thing. In the age of social media, <clears throat> yelling at people because of their vaccine or caution status is akin to driving up next to somebody on a highway and yelling at them through a window that they shouldn't have to wear a seatbelt. I'm just saying for a lot of years, stores everywhere had signs, and I think they still do. Actually, like time I go to McDonald's, I'll check. <laughs> Shirt, shoe, shoes, service. Exactly. And everyone just assumed you'd always wear pants, and no one ever really said anything or cared. <laughs> so what is the big deal with a mask? I don't get it. Okay. And you know what? To the more, more to the point, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. That's fine. If you're breaking the law, that's an issue. Okay. Well, mask mandates, different kind, medical tyranny. Okay, I get it. These are different times, folks. At some point, we have to stop thinking about medical tyranny and thinking about what keeps each other safe. I don't believe it keeps us safe. Okay, that's great. Are you willing to bet your life on it? Because that's how many times have Craig and I talked about a bet so strong in here that you do everything but bet your house? <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you'll hear me say, listen, I feel so strong about this. Take the deed to your house and put it away. Then take everything else and put it on there. But you always have that fallback plan. It's just, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And I've reached the frustration point with it. So my final thought is the exact same as Craig's. Do whatever you're going to do, but God damn it, be good to each other and be safe around each other. You don't want to wear a mask? That's lovely. Think about the elderly person in the room with you. You don't want to socially distance? Think about the guy who's on a respirator or who has a lung disorder who's in the room with you. I had an aunt who dealt with COPD. She had, at near the end, she had to have a, t- a tank of oxygen everywhere she went everywhere and that meant we had to scout out restaurants to make sure it was okay for her to bring oxygen in this isn't about you it's about everybody else that you care about so stop bitching and put on a mask not because you don't not because it's for you but because it's for everybody else because you know what at the end of the day that's what freaking christmas is about it's about caring about other people over yourself It's not about presents. Do you know why we give presents? We give presents because we care about those around us. Holy shit, I blew your mind. Have you ever heard Craig this quiet when I've been ranting? (laughs) No, I'm just enjoying it and my beer. (laughs) He's enjoying his beer and he's sitting there. And in my mind's eye, I I imagine he's nodding and just going, yeah, Mm -hmm. I may not have used those words, but essentially the same sort of idea. Most of the times that I imagine... Most of the times he's probably sitting there going, oh, Jesus Christ, no one's ever going to listen to this fucking podcast again. <laughs> but, guys, just be good to yourselves and be safe around each other. Let's spend this holiday arguing about things like what's better, stuffing <clears throat> or potatoes, and not about what mask mandates mean, and not about <clears throat> politics and shit. Let's enjoy the fucking holiday. Because last year, we barely had one, and no one knows if next year's is going to come. And if we've learned anything in the last year and a half, is that time is short. And if you haven't learned that, then it's time to grow up and learn it. That's it. And Merry there Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> Whatever you celebrate, um, we really appreciate all of you listening. Please leave us a review. I know I just got on my, my high horse there. That's fine. Craig, well, it's, it, it, and if you've been here before, that's not shocking. <laughs> People turning in for the first time are like, oh, oh, oh. I was trying to find out if I should use the Bills' defense. (laughs) The answer is yes, you should. They're playing at New England, and at New England has been bad at home. New England (laughs) has not been as good at home as they have been on the road. Andy was actually the first road loss of the year. That's beside the point. We care about the folks who listen to us. We want you to be safe. We're not telling you to betray what you believe. We're telling you that 
it doesn't make a difference what you believe if you're not here anymore. We want you to be here. We enjoy you. We appreciate every single one of you and all of the interactions we've had with you over the last five years. Over 46,000 different people have listened to this podcast, and we never give numbers on this podcast. Craig right now just kicked his chair because he hates when I talk about strict numbers in terms of relationship. 46,000 different people have listened to this podcast. We appreciate every single one of you, and we look forward to helping you in the future. Can't do that if you're not here. So go enjoy your holiday. Do it safely. And I guess, you know, only thing else left to say is we will be back next week. Hopefully I'll be a little soberer by then. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast, and we wish you a very happy holiday. Hi, Deb. <laughs>